Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be recapping Daredevil Season 3, American Vandal Season 2, and reviewing The Hate You Give and Colette. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Ooh, I am doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we're finally talking about some of these shows that we've been putting up for a while, so that's good. And yep, yep, then yep. we've got some reviews that have been um, a little too uh, long coming. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to yeah. talk about these things. Um, and joining finally. us, joining us once again is Noah. Noah's back. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, Matt is back on the soundboard, so that's nice. How you doing? And then also I making his making his <laughs> debut appearance on the Screenfellows podcast. For, uh, I guess your nickname is Friend of the Show? Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick. That's, that's what they called me. <laughs> that's what they call you. Uh, Kendrick is joining us, and he's going to be talking about American Vandal with us. But, of course, we got to talk about Daredevil first. But anyway... Ozzy, do you have any updates for us? Well, I won't be on the next two Friday episodes. Or <laughs> Sunday, Monday episodes. <laughs> Monday episodes. Monday episodes. Monday yeah. episodes. Yeah. Technically Monday episodes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of dealing with a little bit, a little bit right now. And on top of that, my birthday's coming up, so kind of, kind of, kind of got to take off of that. But I'll be, I'll be back on later in the month. I'll definitely be on for the Tuesday episodes, though. Definitely. All right. All right. So yeah. Um, that means we get more rotating guests. So if you've been enjoying uh, Noah, then you're in a good place. If you hate Noah, then I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> if you hate me, then, Do I, have then, then is, I don't know. If, 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 if you guys hate me, then this is uh, these next two these yeah. episodes. Yeah, if you're, yourselves. Really great, yeah. Look, if you only you listen for Ozzy, then you're out of luck. I'm sorry. But if you listen sorry, for guys. me. <laughs> but if you hate Ozzy, then this is prime Screenfall's time. You're mm-hmm. you're in. You're, you're loving yeah, life you right are, now. You guys are. In you guys are in it. And this is this is you guys winning the lottery. So I won't be on it. Okay, this is my gift to you for your even birthday. Though my birthday is coming up. Oh, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I guess we should start with Daredevil. Daredevil season three. I I can't believe the show is going for three seasons. Um, this show is. The flagship Netflix Marvel show, basically. I mean, it was their first um, collaboration, and it's by far their best and most successful, clearly. It's still around, uh, despite the Netflix apocalypse that's going on right now. And, yeah, it's as good as ever, I would say. Um, Ozzy, what did you think of the season? of uh daredevil season three we will start no spoilers uh, we'll start no spoilers uh, okay okay okay. no spoilers um i love this season um i kind of don't know where to where to kind of now that we have three seasons i don't know which one is better um this season was really amazing really intense i think this was definitely the darkest season that we've had um 
a lot of great performances here, a lot of interesting new characters in this season. So, yeah, I thought I thought this is definitely a, a, a really great um, season. So, you know, yeah, just kind of confused as what the heck is going on with uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but, you know. Say Luke, Luke <laughs> That's what I heard too. But Luke Cage. So Luke, Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Not Luke Asian. Sorry. I didn't mean to find any ethnicity here. Uh, new, I said Luke Cage. New, new t shirt idea, Enrique? All right. <laughs> um, also, new t shirt idea is we're definitely going to get in, uh, like a silhouette of Enrique and then just like a speech roll that just says, it's a bop. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. This season was awesome, and this might be, I, I don't know, I, I haven't watched the first two seasons in a while. Like, I watched them once, I'm pretty sure, maybe an episode here or there, so I don't, I'm like, they're not as fresh in my mind, but this, the action in this season is incredible, and it might be the best that the show has done so far. Like, I loved the action sequences in this, and the way it's shot is just like, it doesn't even feel like, it doesn't feel like a TV show, it feels mm-hmm. like so cinematic and even better than a lot of movies action sequences that we get um unfortunately so i just i really really loved what they did with this season and uh the approach that they took with these characters i wasn't as much as ozzy and i praise season two our biggest complaint was and even in defenders our biggest complaint was the side characters specifically daredevil's friends because they're they were so obnoxious and annoying and whiny the entire time this season they're so much better <laughs> they're still not like perfect they still are a little whiny but they're it's so toned down and i think they realized that it was getting on the nerves of the people watching and they brought it down a bit and were like okay these people have to be a little understanding of what's happening here um so yeah, i, I mean- like how they handled that as well yeah, I mean, this season I really wasn't annoyed by any side character. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, like, I thought everybody, I thought, I thought they gave their their characters, you know, really good arcs to work off of. Especially Karen's arc, I liked her arc a lot, and Foggy's arc, I liked his arc a lot. Just them kind of dealing with it in different ways, um, I really appreciated. So mm-hmm. that's just, and yeah. I never hated those characters, but yeah, I think this is, no, I yeah. think this is their best season when it comes to the side the side characters. And Matt's friends, I think this is their best season, and I think they do the most for him in this season. Like they're yeah. the most useful yeah. in this season. Uh, Noah, I don't think. Have you actually finished the season? No, I'm on the fifth or sixth episode. Okay. But what I'm, What are you I'm, thinking so far? I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I like you have not watched the first and second season in a really long time. I think I tried to rewatch the first one. Um, which I did like, but I just didn't have the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, but this one, really gripping, really interesting. Um, I love a lot of the new side characters uh, that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bullseye. Uh, I can't think of his name, but the uh, the FBI agent. Oh, uh, Agent uh, Nadim. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Him. He's interesting. He's compelling. Uh, his his sort of like motivations for for what he's doing make total sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm. As someone who's halfway through the show, I'm interested to see how he plays out because they're kind of hinting at, you know, what he might be uh, yeah. doing in the future. But I'm sure I'll find out later yeah. in this podcast when we get into spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm, totally, I'm cool with that. I don't care. All right. Um, all right. Ozzy, do you want to just dive right into some spoilers? Because w- once we start talking about especially the villains of this, we kind of got to get into it. <laughs> yeah. We, all we right. can go ahead and do it. I mean, 
Fisk is back, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah and Amazing. Vincent D'Onofrio, one of the all-time character actors. I mean, he's just so good. And him in this role is just incredible. And he takes it... I don't know if he takes it to another level, because he was great in season one. He really mm-hmm. was. But he's so good in this season. He's <laughs> so just terrifying in a way that you wouldn't expect. And I don't know. It's just he's so good. And the way that he manipulates it, again, spoiler warning. If you haven't watched the show and if you care about spoilers, you might want to check out or fast forward to the next section. Time goes in the description as always. <laughs> um, time goes in the description as always. Um, but the way that he manipulates Bullseye into just becoming this weapon and the backstory that they give Bullseye of him being kind of, I mean, he's essentially a psychopath and he's able to control it because of therapy that he had. And then just the way that Fisk turns that on his head and kills the girl that he, you know, that he wants to. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There's your first spoiler. I I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, he he killed, like, and what I loved about um, what they did with this character of Bullseye was that he was so reluctant throughout the entire thing. Even after he, like, goes into an office and kills a bunch of innocent journalists, he's still, like, I need to get back to my North Star. Like, I need to find a focus, a moral compass here. And he goes back to this girl, and he's like, please, I need your help. Please, please, please. And then she gets killed. Like, he's just trying so hard to fix what's wrong with him because he knows that there's something wrong with him. And I love that they did that, and I I love how they set his character up. Hasta la vista, baby. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this. I mean, I I honestly cared for Bullseye a lot, and I really sympathized with him just because I was like, dang, like, I really feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of a psychopath, but I really feel bad for you. Um, just because he was trying to, he was really trying to hone that. He wasn't trying to go psycho, like you know, psychopathic on on anybody. Um, so it was really interesting to see that. Um, and you also saw how deadly this dude was. He had yeah. The most precise. I mean, that's why his name is Bullseye. But <laughs> Bullseye I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, but I mean, just I mean, if, if you were not doing, if you were not, if you weren't up close to him and fighting him, you were screwed mm-hmm. because yeah, was... he could use anything and make it and turn it into a deadly weapon. Yeah. And you saw that in the fight scene with him, with with him and Daredevil's first fight scene. But I mean, I think I think all three of those actors—Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio—let me go ahead and pull up um, Bullseye's actor's name. But I mean, I think all of them, um, Wilson uh, Bethel, I think they all did an, an amazing job. I mean, Charlie Cox blew me away with his performance again as Daredevil. I think this is his best portrayal as Mac Murdock. Um, and then Wilson Bethel, and I can't wait to see him again. He mm-hmm. did an amazing job as Bullseye. I think, and we will did, see I mean, him again. Is, yeah, this is this is his best. I mean, this is, I mean, out of the two appearances that I've seen, Bullseye, this is clearly the best <laughs> I mean, iteration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the fight choreography was amazing, especially in the hallway scene, which people don't Classic. seem to learn from. Um, <laughs> yeah. But man, I think this is one of my favorite ones. I mean, Carlos, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's pro. I mean. I- like I said, I think the action is the best that it's ever been in the season, so I would tend to agree with you. I mean, there's something that's always going to like have a... So- I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for that first hallway fight scene because it was just... yeah, 
I mean, it, it's it, at this point, it's basically an iconic television moment because that's when you realize. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's when you realized that. Oh my gosh, this show is something else. This is not just mm-hmm. another CW show. Uh, no offense to CW <laughs> shows. <laughs> but bang, like, bang. <laughs> the the and what I've always said about this show, and what I said even or I can say even stronger now, is that you could show this this show to somebody and just not tell them anything about it and they would just be endlessly entertained because it's such compelling tv and then it's just happens to be a superhero show and that's how these things should be done i think it's really interesting how in each hallway hallway scene that they did through seasons one through three he's wearing something different like the Mm. first season he was wearing his black costume and then the second yeah. season, he was actually wearing the Daredevil suit. And then this one, he was just himself, yeah. Matt Murdock, just <laughs> beating yeah. the crap out of people. So yeah. I thought it was really interesting um, how they keep changing um, his costume. Yeah. How do we feel That's about cool. the costume situation this time? Not only with uh, Matt, because he's back in that black suit because back in reasons. Black. And, then he, and then also, how do we feel about the whole uh, bullseye wearing the da- Daredevil suit the entire season? I didn't mind it. I I was fine with it for the first like time that it happened, but then I was like, okay, so it's just gonna be a one time thing. But he's there, like Bullseye's in the Daredevil suit the entire season. Uh, I don't know. It didn't work completely for me. I was like, I was expecting us to move on from that, even if he doesn't get a like a full on costume in and of itself. Like I just was, I just it was off to me that he was in the Daredevil suit the entire time. I think that was a thematic choice, but. I don't know. It didn't necessarily work 100% for me. Um, I mean, he didn't really... He he couldn't risk being himself, I guess, so to speak, without anybody else knowing, like the NYPD knowing. Well, yeah, well, I, I guess know, that's why. But... He, I guess that's why he still had it. On top of that, I feel like he enjoyed... I feel like he enjoyed being in the Daredevil suit, creating so much fear and chaos in it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why it worked for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um and then I liked Matt Murdock being in the old suit just so that he can go back to basics um, and kind of, you know, kind of get back to where he used to be yeah. and kind of grow into that and, and go and go back into the suit. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like it was I feel like I feel like it was something that needed to happen. And I think they made a great choice by it. Um, but I do think that, I do think uh, Bullseye will will get his own suit. And if, if he's the villain the next season, he will get his own suit. Um and 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 that way he'll he'll have his own suit, and then Matt Murdock will be wearing the Daredevil suit. Um, yeah. But I mean, I didn't mind, I didn't mind Matt Murdock being in the black suit the entire season. I yeah. thought it was fine. Okay, I nice. actually missed the black suit. Actually, I was like, oh, yeah, well, when are we gonna get it back? Oh, interesting. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, all right. I, I, there, there's so many things I want to talk about, but let's start or let's go to uh, Maggie. Okay. I mean, huh? Um, his, I mean, spoilers, his mom, oh. the, <laughs> the nun, the, the nun. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I thought that, I thought that was going to be the case. Somebody I was say, like, I was like, she's like really, she seems really like to know yes, a lot okay. about him. Somebody she's say got a the nun. pastor. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I knew it was his mom. Yeah, she, <laughs> I, I, I really like that character. I think they did a great job of kind of hiding that for people who didn't know and, uh, they did a great job of revealing it. I, the only part with the reveal that bothers me, and maybe you disagree, Ozzy, was that it just she knows that he can hear him. 
like she and she's upstairs like praying and that's how it gets revealed like that's the whole big reveal about her being his mom and it's like yeah. come on you you you've seen this entire for weeks at this point now you know he can hear you that was the only bad thing about the Maggie storyline but other than that I just loved that whole thing I think they had a great I mean, dynamic as mother and son as, at first I thought the same thing I was like well I mean like, like logically she knows that he's there <laughs> exactly. but like I don't necessarily know that she was thinking about it at the time because yeah, it's yeah. like maybe she was just because it's a rush caught up in the moment I mean, yeah. I mean she's at the end of the day she's dealing with her quote unquote son mm-hmm. and you know she she's really upset and everything she's just voicing her frustrations over her she's just yeah. you know randomly doing whatever mm-hmm. um, and I don't even necessarily think that that she that she thinks he would be listening to her. Yeah. Well, at the time, because yeah, I, mean, I get what you're I mean, saying. He, I mean, I guess, I guess she wouldn't think that he's necessarily nosy, but I mean, he <laughs> was. Enough. I guess he was just paying. I guess he was just paying attention. Yeah. To what she was saying at that point in time, but yeah. um, that's the only. That's the only issue. I mean, I, okay. I, I would agree with. I would give you that honestly. No, but, but all I mean, right. I just kind of here, here's the continuation of the, that problem is, if it's so easy for him to accidentally hear her because he wasn't purposely listening to her. In that scene, I think we that's safe to say, right? I don't think he was like, like, what is Maggie saying right now? Mm-hmm. If if it was that easy for him to accident, like he grew up with her, or not grew up with her, but he when she, oh. when he was like, you know, she she was a nun when he was brought to the orphanage there, like I mean, after yeah, his dad died. Like, how did that not accidentally happen before? If it's so easy, time, it accidentally happened. She, he, the, the, the kid, yeah, but the kid wasn't. But you know, at that at that point in time, Matt was a kid. He wasn't going out at night. Beating up people, almost dying. Fair enough. I guess his hearing has <laughs> gotten better I mean, since then, but I, I, mean, I don't know. It was weird. I mean, and I don't. So I don't think that she would necessarily. I mean, I don't think because she at the end of the day she was taking care of him. Yeah. So I don't think that she necessarily needed praying for him. I think she just knew. That well, she I mean, was based there. on the amount of guilt that she was carrying that we see throughout the the, I mean, the second half. Now, I mean, yeah. now because she finds out that he's you know doing what he's doing. Yeah, I get, doing, doing. And, I get what you're saying. And also he's. He's almost died, at least in this season, at least, you know, close to 15, 20 times. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's being as generous, mom, yeah. <laughs> as a mom, he'd be like, okay, like, you know, he wasn't doing that before, but as a mom, he, she'd be like, okay. Yeah, I got you, I got <laughs> I you. I need to kind of let this out. No. Because <laughs> um, he was responsible. Yeah, and as a positive for that dynamic, I, I, because I really did like that dynamic between the two of them, was this is one of the rare times in these shows where people got like ridiculous like got really mad at another character like one character got really mad at another character where i'm like i understand and i completely think that it's justified whereas throughout this show's history the show has a history of like karen getting mad at matt for like something really <laughs> stupid and then like it lasting for like four episodes and you being like oh get over it um whereas in this case I think well, it's completely women are. I think it's completely <laughs> <laughs> I think it's completely justified for Matt to be mad at um someone who he found out is his mom who didn't never told him even though like she, she was basically taking care of him for years. Um I think that's a justified anger in that case. So I, I like that dynamic there. As uh, someone else who's named Matt, I can agree. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um what's something else we want to talk about? Uh just the uh, the prison fight in general. I mean, we could discuss oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really good. <laughs> it was really All awesome. right, let's move on. <laughs> I, loved I loved it. I mean, um, especially the fact that he was. 
especially that the the fact that Wilson kind of set that up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it. That's I really loved cool. it, and and it was you could just tell that I was like, come on, dude, like yeah. you need to listen to me. Yeah. And it, I mm-hmm. love the fact that he was also kind of drugged, mm-hmm. so it was yeah. just I just brought yeah. up yeah. so much intensity in that, and like I felt every punch, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. oh man, I don't know how this is gonna happen. Like, and and he's just. He was wrecking shop. Yeah, like, there was yeah. how many how many dudes did he wreck? Like four guys. Like yeah. it was, it was so intense. Um, and I just love the punches that he gave when he was like on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like that first punch with him and that guy were like coming up and then he just jabbed him in the face. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> the, the show does a great job of just showing desperation fighting <laughs> like he, yeah. he's just on the ground it's the last thing he can do is throw this punch or make this move and or just like trip someone yeah, exactly. and then they fall and hit the head yeah i love it and then the camera work of course is impeccable <laughs> so. yeah it was the cinematography was really great in the show especially in that and that in that scene yeah it was amazing and i just again i loved every aspect of that fight mm-hmm. like especially when that dude was getting back up when he just like pushed the table really hard and yeah. hit him yeah. <laughs> in the head. I was like, man, this dude's such a savage, and he, yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, now switching it over to Nadim because I, 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 I will just say this: Nadim's storyline is one of the. It's one of the best in turn in my. It's one of my favorites, at least in terms of the twists and turns, the direct the direction that they ended up taking it and how it ends up finish wrapping up. I'm trying to dance around it because I know you're interested in it. Okay, and all right. <laughs> I it's just so good. I, I really like that storyline. I think you will be completely satisfied right, with cool. it. I will yeah. say that. Right. Um, and you then yeah. yeah, and then in terms of um, uh, Ozzy, I don't know if you're at the Karen episode yet. Have you gotten to a Karen backstory episode yet? Yeah, um, you would remember it if you have seen it. If not, I might be on that episode because okay. I know I, I think we're focusing on Karen right now. Um, Ozzy, what did you think of the Karen backstory episode? You know, at first I was kind of like, man, like I don't know why they would do it, but then I just watching it, I was just like, okay, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't Stranger Things eleven random episode bad. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that okay, that was the uh, that's the comparison that was, I was thinking at first too. I completely <laughs> because, agree. Because at first, because at first I was like, I was like, I was like, listen, I was like, man, like I don't know, like I don't know, because like I'm in a really intense spot right now, so you better yeah. It's got to like, pay this off. Better not, this better not be a le- like another eleven episode. Like I, I just so bad. needs to pay yeah. off. And for me, this it, it worked because I ended up caring about some of the characters in her backstory. Mm-hmm. So I just think the writing in this particular episode was really good for me to care about the characters in that episode and, and her backstory. And then the fact that it, it it went to back to where where she was, continuing the story, the main story. I liked that. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, good. We can, yes. we can rest. So I thought that episode was really well done and handled. Yes. Um, and yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. At first, I was like, oh no, this feels this has all of the markings of an 11 X Men episode. Like, it was just so, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this, and I was so ready to hate it. And then, I mean, Karen's just awesome. That's the bottom line. Karen is such a great character, and uh, Deborah Ann Wall is just so good. And I don't think she's ever been like the strongest aspect of the show. But man, she is strong in this yeah, episode. She's definitely, definitely, she's definitely a support system in the show. She's definitely what helps keep keeps it going, and she's definitely one of my favorite female characters in the superhero show landscape. Um, mm-hmm. Just because she does so much and she supports, 
she supports you know Matt so much, uh, and it's believable for 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 like ninety nine percent of the time. Um, so for me, it, it's even when even if even if I could say, hey, you know, you're mad for a dumb reason, she plays it really good to where I'm just like, okay, I get it, but stop, I get it, but enough. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, she does. Uh, for, so for me, she she's a really great. Uh, she she really does play Karen Page really well. I care for Karen. And, um, and yeah, she's, she's, she's a really great, um, great, great character. I loved Foggy story this season. Um, yeah. I forgot he had a girlfriend, by the way. I completely forgot oh, yeah. that that was a thing. I forgot he had a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of shocked that he got with her because I was like, I remember the first season he didn't like her or something like that. And then now they're like just together. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked, I liked, I liked his story and how he was trying to go the legit legal way about everything uh-huh. and that's because he believes firmly in the law and i really like that aspect of it i thought they wrote it really good to where you were just like okay you you root you're rooting for him to do it and i mean even he threw i mean even even he was he was in a you know a little bit in the action a little bit i felt bad for him but i mean he was involved in it for a little bit of it and, and i liked i liked that you know he did get his butt handed to him like yeah. every time throw a punch yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, i i think they handled the those side characters pretty well um so yeah i agree with you uh all right last thing uh, okay because we have Noah here i'm gonna try we're, we're, no don't okay all right <laughs> no, fine. Go, no 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 all right, the ending go ahead let's talk about the go ending. ahead yeah. let's talk about the ending let's do it I, or you guys do it <laughs> he gave consent fair enough i don't touch it's just don't talk about Nadine. yeah there we go <laughs> it's just because i hate spoilers so i like i i'm trying but i okay. I, I yeah all right uh ozzy what did you think about how this season wrapped up last thing and then we'll let you go because i know you gotta go i liked it it was you know i really liked it especially with where they did everything i really enjoyed it i'm interested to see where it's gonna go because I feel like if if Bullseye is the main villain next in season four, mm-hmm. everything's gonna break. Like hell's gonna break loose. Okay, like honestly, I'm fine with where Bullseye left off. I'm just talking about the kingpin side of things. I liked it. It was fine. The, the deal, though. I, I, I liked it. I liked it because I, I mean, like I mean, you you I mean, for me, I wouldn't want kingpin because honestly, when I first found out that Vincent D'Onofrio was gonna be returning. I was, I was just, not that I hated his character. He was a really great character. But I was like, man, like I want to see another villain. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see somebody like be able to stand toe to toe to Matt Murdock and like take him on. And for me, I was like, I mean, I loved his performance in the season, but I don't want him to be a go-to villain to have in the back of their hand. Yeah. Every other season. So for me, I was like, okay, this is a great way to kind of conclude his character because mm-hmm. I know that way he's not going to do anything stupid. Yeah. So I personally liked it just so that they can conclude that character's arc. Uh, yeah. Okay, here's my thing. As much as I loved his performance in the season, I love his character. And I, I ultimately, I think if you just look at the season in a vacuum, it was a positive to have him back. But I think that they backed themselves into a corner story-wise. And tone and uh, theme wise, because basically how it's set up is they basically discover throughout the season that they can't put him in prison because he will always find a way to escape. He will always find like he'll always manipulate the system and control crime from the inside. So it doesn't matter. But then obviously they don't want to make Daredevil a killer either. 
so they were just kind of backed into a corner where they're like, okay, then how do we wrap this story up in a satisfying way? And the direction they decided to go was to have Daredevil say, basically, you know, you can go to prison, um, but you can go to prison, and if you come out or if you do anything again, then I'm going to basically go after your girlfriend or whatever, or wife, I guess. Um, and it's just like, I, I don't know. I didn't find that deal, like the, the fact that Daredevil essentially makes a deal with Kingpin. I didn't find that satisfying at all. I don't know. Like it was, to me, it was just such a lame conclusion to a great season. I really liked the season, but I did, it just the ending didn't work for me. And it might work for some people. I don't know. Maybe it'll work for Noah, who's sitting here listening to this. Um, but yeah, but I, I mean, know. the thing is, the thing is, Kingpin doesn't really care about anything else. I know, but Vanessa. So I, for me, yeah. it works just because it's. But I, it works from Vanessa. his so point of view. Me, yeah. For me, no. For me, it worked just because it's Vanessa. Like that's somebody that that's somebody that he he would take a bullet for any of the week. Like that's something that he that's a person that he loves. But do we do do we believe that Matt's gonna actually go and uh, hurt Vanessa? He didn't say he was gonna physically hurt Vanessa. I guess he, said yeah, he was I gonna go bring her to jail. Yeah, true. Which that's what he was gonna go ahead and do. Which yeah. for me, I was like, that's. That for me, I was like, okay, because he's technically, you know, he's technically, and I'm trying to jump around spoilers here too. He's <laughs> technically leaving. He's letting, he's letting a murderer go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that he can keep Kingpin it. Yeah. And I think that was that one, was a deal. That they yeah. Made and one thing they do a great job of doing is making sure that we don't have a lot of sympathy for Vanessa. That's they exactly. they made sure that it wasn't like when he does make that threat of oh I'll go after her or put her in prison or whatever he says he he makes sure that we're not like oh don't do that Matt we we're on the same page with him by that point <laughs> so yeah, yeah we're just yeah. like yeah, I agree because I was just Fair like enough. I was just like I was like all right dope like yeah, yeah. she's basically gonna be on the hook yeah, yeah so and she you know he's gonna have to, he's gonna be you know that's basically putting Kingpin on a very tight leash yeah yeah. Which I thought was really nice. Yeah. Unless unless we get Punisher killing Kingpin, I'm game. <laughs> or Bullseye. But yeah. I'm not gonna go into that any further. But either one of those two characters I would have been game for. Because yeah. I mean the final showdown was really was really nice. And I did like the fact that the, I mean, I did like the kind of the fact that um Kingpin and Daredevil were kind of unknowingly working with each other mm-hmm. <laughs> in the fight, which I thought was super funny. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was nice. That was cool. All right. Um, well, I think that pretty much wraps up this this discussion. I think it's safe to say we'd both recommend this uh, season slash show, right? Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is one of the and I and this is gonna be a bold statement for me. This is one of the best shows out there. There's three seasons. No season has been. I mean, it hasn't been less than this. This show for me has each season has not been less than great. I agree. For me, this is definitely one of the best shows out there. If you're not on this show, just because it's a Marvel show, stop it. Just watch it. Yeah, I'm wondering how many, uh, how many people are fans of Daredevil who just haven't aren't aren't fans of like Marvel movies because it's not it's not at all like it's that. like a crime drama. Not, you know? that's what I'm saying. Like it's and it's it's so, it's very yeah. very different um, just from the Marvel tone. I mean, for yeah. me, this is a pretty intensive. I don't know how we'd be able to put you know Thor and yeah. and so. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, not that I wouldn't be against it, but I mean, I'd be like, I mean, I'd be like, I, mean, I don't know how we're gonna do this because mm-hmm. it'd be changing the whole dynamic of the show. So for mm-hmm. me, it's a really dark show. It's a really gritty show, and this is the only way that really Marvel can really do yeah anything 
extremely dark like that. I mean, yeah. there were there was a scene where I was like, I cannot believe they showed that. Like they like, and I was I was in shock that they showed it. Yeah, this would never be in the Marvel film. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Okay, before we let you go, Ozzy, I have two news, movie news-related questions that I want to ask you. Okay, well, movie slash TV news. Uh, number one, actually, it's just TV news now that I think about it. Number one, uh, the Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist cancellations, those definitely have something to do with the Disney streaming service, right? Or you just Maybe. think they flat-out canceled them? Maybe. I don't know. I mean... I don't know, just because just because it's just like Luke King was okay ish. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, no, it wasn't like it wasn't the greatest Netflix show, but it wasn't it was a decent show. So they could have just canceled it in, in general. I mean for me, the first season of Luke Cage was eh. I think it was, I think we're yeah. both on the same page there. I didn't I watched a couple episodes of Luke Cage season two and it and I still didn't really care for it it was whatever so i mean i i mean maybe they did it just so that they can make it lighthearted. i guess i don't really know mm -hmm. um but season i mean the season two of luke cage wasn't what i've seen it just wasn't that great either mm -hmm. so I mean, maybe that's why um iron fist season two i get why they did it and it's probably that i mean if anything that i think that would possibly get a revival was maybe iron fist mm -hmm. um just because the second season, for me, was really good. They've improved a lot, but I can't blame them for canceling the show because season one was really terrible. Yeah. So I think that they should make, and for me, that they should they should make an Iron Fist and Luke Cage show. That's just what I think should happen. Yeah. I feel like that's also another option is that we're just like, setting up for a Heroes for Hire show. I mean, just be, just because I mean those two have a really interesting dynamic. I mean, mm -hmm. they've had great chemistry in Defenders. They had great chemistry working together and Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. So for me, those two characters just need to have their own show. For yeah. me, having their own, there's just some, for me, there's some characters that don't need their own show. Yeah. And for me, those two characters are it. Mm. Uh, because we were introduced to Luke Cage as a side character in Jessica Jones. Yeah. And he got his own season. And then it's just like, I mean, it wasn't handled well. So yeah. unless they can find really good writers, um, and directors, I don't think that they'll make a Luke Cage season three. Uh -huh. I think. Um, all right. Uh, last thing is completely unrelated to anything we've been talking about, but I've got to ask you about it. Um, the The Game of Thrones prequel series just announced that they're uh, they cast their first character. The we don't know what the character is, but we know who who it is, and the first name is Naomi Watts. Ooh. You in? No. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? I mean, I mean, I'm open to it clearly, but <laughs> I mean, it's Game of Thrones, so duh. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I have to say, I mean, Naomi Yamato hasn't really impressed me with anything that she's been in lately, to be honest. Lately, so, guess, yeah, eh, yeah I mean, lately, just, that's I, I mean, that's why. That's why I'm just like, I mean, really, guys. I mean, I know it's Naomi Watts, but really, I mean. So I don't really know, cause just because she hasn't really impressed me with anything that she's done as of late. But I mean, I'm open to changing my mind. If, if I can watch Iron Fist season two, <laughs> I can totally get into this. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I love the idea of the show that they're. I think they did. They made the right choice in going with the Age of Heroes or whatever it's called. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just the show in general. And then Naomi Watts is. I mean, she's 
she might not have been in some of the best things recently. I think uh, uh, <laughs> we can ignore the fact that she was in Book of Henry, which is an abomination Ooh. to humanity. <laughs> um, but she is a well-regarded actress, and she is extremely talented. So I, I don't have any doubts that they've made the right choice here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. I just wanted to see uh, if you were on the same page, but hey, you, you're always ready to surprise me, Ozzy. Well, yeah, man. Right. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> Flamey Watts, I mean, she's, I mean, it's a nice name, but I mean, <laughs> nice name. Impressed me. <laughs> hasn't impressed, she hasn't impressed me lately. She just hasn't. And I That's feel bad because, I mean, she's been in some great things. So, I mean, I hope that this show kind of helps her just like I, I did with Winona, just like kind of like what Stranger did, Stranger Things did with Winona Ryder. Now, Fair you enough. know. Yeah. Because Renona Ryder is, she's amazing. I, I don't, I didn't, when I first saw the trailer with Renona Ryder, I was like, I mean, I'm kind of iffy. But then just going into it, she was one of the best characters in Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. it could be the same thing for Game of Thrones with Naomi Watts. So Fair enough. Open. Fair enough. So open All right. Well, Ozzy, thank you for joining us for this part. Kendrick, friend of the show. <laughs> Welcome. <of> the show. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to talk about American Vandal season two. Oh, baby. <laughs> Turd <laughs> burglar. Okay. So, uh, spoilers, we're just going to jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, just <laughs> dump right into it, so to speak. <laughs> okay, so I love this show. Because you wouldn't think that they could make a show about about the turd burglar so interesting. <laughs> the way they make it, it's like a cro- it's like a drama. I can't even explain it. <laughs> The way you get invested into the characters and into the mystery, it's weird how they do it. And it's still funny. I love your passion. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. This show is so good. I, I, okay. I, I still think, and uh, I mean, we'll just ask the biggest question right off the bat. I still think season one's better. I okay. love season one of this show. Uh-huh. Yes. I really yeah. like this season. You're I, right. I, I think season one's better. But... This season just, I, I mean, it's the, it's the same. I mean, However, I, I will say the impact and widespread <laughs> fake panic oh, yes. that I saw all over Facebook yes. of, oh, my gosh, so people are crapping in the yes. hallway. A few people what thought it was real. What happened here? Who thought, like, <laughs> this is despicable. These are the worst. This is the worst. Uh, like, they need to find who did this and suspend them and, like, Remove them from yes. school. To me, this just... Half th- of my friends shared the video, like the stock footage, the fake yeah. stock footage that they yeah, had. Yeah. And it yeah. was so great. To me, that just proves that uh, people are idiots and do not double check anything that they see. Yeah. And they just automatically click the share button. Yes. So, yeah. The, Welcome it, to social media. <laughs> a few of my friends came to me and they were like, bro, at a school? It was like... <laughs> A prank happened. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's a show. You go watch it. And you it. should watch it. Right? I literally I literally commented <laughs> that on every single post that I saw. I was yeah. like, you're an idiot. Literally type it into Google. <laughs> like <laughs> it was fun. Um, all right. So let, let's jump into it. Obviously, you said that the season, instead of being about um <laughs> a vandal, an actual vandal, yeah. um <laughs> drawing uh, genitalia on cars, this time is about <laughs> Someone. I don't know if I'm comfortable with the amount of uh, carefulness that you yes. said that word. Anyway, with this season, it's there's 
someone who poisons basically the lemonade at a school lunch cafeteria and everyone uh we're gonna say another fancy word defecates Defecates. (laughs) all over the school immediately Again, that's you tell that yeah, you tell that about premise. Twenty minutes. Yeah, you tell that <laughs> premise to somebody, and they're gonna go. That sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. Yeah, how could you possibly make and, a mockumentary out of this? And like, how could you like stoop down and be so low as exactly. to watch that form of entertainment? But it's like this is actually some of the highest form of entertainment you can find on Netflix. I hate to tell you, because <laughs> exactly. this show is a genius parody of true crime shows. Let me tell you, <laughs> and this like. If you w- listen or watch any sort of true crime thing, then you have seen the tropes that this show plays upon. Like, obviously... Oh, uh, yeah. Some, it take, it some, takes itself so seriously. It, it I does. love it. And, yeah. And and the, the thing is, like, I love the meta-ness of the show as well because they basically, in the universe of the show, these characters had the first season of this show get picked up by Netflix. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so self-aware. The person who it's created like... this is a genius. <laughs> Woke, if you that. will. Woke. That is a big <laughs> word, too. <laughs> so, As the uh, kids see these days. Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah. I, I just... Oh, man. I love this show so much. Um, and the fact that, like, it started off, like... We saw your you, we saw your guys' work, and this happened at our school, and we need to know... Yes, we need, we need to know who's responsible. <laughs> Bring them to justice. <laughs> and then, like, I love how in both seasons... Like it ends up like it's like they're t- like they're the investigations are like tearing their team apart. Yes, like they stop fighting it's like each it's, other. It's so real and <laughs> yeah. like like it makes it like so raw, yeah. even though it's yeah. like the most scripted thing there. Yeah. Like it's a script within a script. Yeah, just like and then all right. I mean, let's just dive into the meat of the story and what ends up happening because the the incredible part about this season is that they. Much like the first season, they give you tons of reasons to think that every single person did it, right? Yeah. But then the genius part of this season is everyone literally did it. Everyone did yeah. it. Everyone did it. <laughs> it's just like, that's the crazy part. Yes. Like, they set up all these different people, and you're like, man, how are they going to resolve this? How are they going to, like, sort this out? And it's like, they sorted it out by saying, literally every single person that we've and investigated is responsible but because wait. they were blackmailed. But wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone did it. But it wasn't their fault. Exactly. exactly. So you're like, what? <laughs> it's just amazing. So crazy. And it shows you, like, if we bring this back to our world, it shows you the power people have on social media. Oh yeah. However, and, however, also it's like, like makes me think of like how like a lot like across like social media and stuff like that like there's plenty of guilty people but like mm-hmm. in a lot of th- there's plenty of guilty people in a lot of things nowadays mm-hmm. but yeah. that doesn't mean they're gonna get like reprimanded for it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like i found that subtlety yeah. to be amusing yeah definitely and uh i highly encourage people by the way to go and check out all of the instagram accounts that are mentioned in the show because they all exist and also Every character in this show has an Instagram account of them, their own. Uh, like Demarcus <laughs> has an Instagram account. Oh, you mean Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> yeah. He, oh, my gosh. It's so good. And then also uh, with who ends up being responsible, like the guy from the um, the iPhone fixing yes. place, right? In the mall. Quick horror oh. story about that. And it's not even really a horror story, but it just proves that this kind of stuff like actually legitimately could happen. Because when you give them your phone, you have to give them your password. Yeah. 
I also have a story about Dude. that. Okay. I wait, 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 wait. Pause. Pause, Carlos. Do you think Steve Miller would be capable of something like this? <laughs> uh, yes, Steve. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, Steve, we you're know listening. we know what you do, okay? We, <laughs> you're busted. We know what you do do, <laughs> to be specific. <laughs> um, all right. But anyway, so one time I did crack my phone. It's the, the only time I've ever cracked the screen on my phone. Brought it to one of these places in the Boca Mall. And um, they were like, all right, come back in an hour. I come back and when... I, actually, no. It was before, like the hour was up. I just walked past them, and I saw this dude. This dude literally just scrolling on my Facebook. I'm just like, <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> and then when I get my phone back, I see, I see that he had gone in and like rated and reviewed oh. <laughs> the place, the the phone fixing place. I'm like, oh, what the, what? What the hell? No, that's not okay. Finessing at its finest, man. <laughs> That's literally like I understand. Like you could have asked me to do that, and they I called you tripping with finesse. Bro. I might have done that, but now like I I deleted it. It doesn't exist anymore. And now like I should have given you a negative review, but I'm too nice of a yes. person, so I didn't. So my story is when I was in Curacao, my phone broke, and I went to this place to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. There's your first mistake. Yes, that was a. I should have just gotten a new phone. But <laughs> I went there, and then. Like, a few days after, I get my phone back, and I went into my, I went to look at my pictures, and I see a bunch of new pictures. Oh, no. In a house. Oh, no. They weren't nudes, were they? (laughs) Thankfully not. (laughs) But the thing is, so I looked at the pictures, and I went to the store, and I looked at the store. Those pictures weren't from the store. Mm -hmm. Did somebody take (laughs) my phone to their house, and they were taking pictures? Gosh. Why would you do that? Okay, maybe maybe they were running a real estate website yes. too. And they were like, "Oh, okay, so I don't have a fo- picture photo of my own." I don't own. think they're allowed oh to bring the things home. And if they even if you can't. yeah, even if you do that, why bring why why take pictures? <laughs> Somebody else's phone. It's proof of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> but then. Oh my gosh! I guess I guess they're tech savvy in Curacao, but they're not too forward thinking. Yeah, <laughs> people are dumb. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I I really like the reveal of that and how they all tied it together, and they kind of started laying the groundwork for it early on. I remember even Enrique predicted very quickly, like, oh, that's what's gonna happen because he started yeah. seeing the yeah the connection the connection. So great shout out Enrique there. Uh, all you Enrique's gonna be happy. And um, it's just it was it was just a, such a good season, and the way they tied the story together was amazing. Uh, I think the humor is still there. Don't yes. get me wrong. It, oh, that definitely. that part is definitely stronger in the first season. And then also one thing I did prefer in the first season about this, uh, as opposed to this one, is they left it a little open ended in the first season. Yes. And that's, okay. that's I like that a little bit yeah. more. But that's just uh, they didn't want to do the same thing, so yeah. I get it. And so. that's one of the things. I personally felt like they should have concluded, or not concluded, but at least flashback to the last season okay. and see how everything went. Because in the last Like season, a where they are now type yes, of son? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That could have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. But second season, it was great too. It was great too, man. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I just I think they they do a good job of kind of fleshing out all these characters and all these people again, um, and, and not only because we talked about how they gave us reasons to think oh they definitely yeah. did it, but they also gave us like reasonable doubt for these characters yes, too. Exactly. So at first you're like oh this person definitely did it, mm-hmm. but then you're like oh no maybe 
But then, but the brilliance of it, there's so many crimes yes. that you go, oh, they definitely could have done that yes. one. But then you're like, they literally like oh, it's I impossible that, that yeah. they couldn't have done at that one. When you when you think that's at first when you're considering that there's only Multiple. one person, yeah, yeah exactly. Only one I person. Had, I had no doubt that uh, was Demarcus and Lou did the uh, yeah. the turd cannon. Yeah. Yes, there was no there was no doubt they ran out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's true, but then... But then, like, all the other stuff is, like, so convoluted yeah. that, like, it's it's just crafted See, well. That's what I thought at first, too. But then when the girl confessed, I was like, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How how are they going to yeah. go that, with yeah. this? When they and like then, introduced like her like uh the crack in her story, mm-hmm. I was like, yes. oh she oh she did everything. Yeah. Oh screw it, she did everything. Uh huh. What's all right? What was because obviously with a show like this, with a mystery like this, they wanted to give us like some big reveal at the end of every episode. Do you guys have a reveal that or a, a moment in the episode or a moment in an episode that was your favorite that made you go, oh my gosh? Uh, for me, I'll tell you mine, ahead, and you yeah, guys can I'm think gonna... about it. Uh, for me, it was when the uh, the the basketball teammate comes and he's got the black eye or whatever, and he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I'm gonna tell you everything." Like, it, it's that's when you're like, "Okay, yeah. now we're cooking." The way the <laughs> way they the way they set that up, it reminded me of the uh, there's there's like a commercial like PSA type thing that goes around Facebook every once in a while mm-hmm. called like kids that like suffer from dad jokes every year <laughs> and it reminded me of that like the way that his interview starts because yeah. he was like i'll tell you everything yeah. and it was like it's got like that what soft piano yeah. in the background like <laughs> yeah yeah oh man um, mine was when um they interviewed the guy with the diapers and they were like oh you did the fifth crime and he's like no i didn't do it and then you slowly start to figure out that it was the main character who did the first crime. Yeah. yeah. Who did. <laughs> and it's like there's a moment of pause and you're like, wait, so yeah. they were defending him this whole time. Yeah. And he actually he did, did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, was like, man. My name is Matt and I'm the turd burglar. <laughs> <laughs> um that was that was i think that was it for me i forgot the guy's yeah, name but yeah. like he like when that when it when ended a, with that you know, i was like <gasps> and then there's like nine more episodes yeah. like <laughs> the and, heck? Then, and then they tell the whole story and you kind of sympathize with him and you understand why he did it because mm-hmm. he was he was feeling a certain type of way because he was pretending oh. like everything was fine mm-hmm. like people were "Quote unquote," bullying him. Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, it's fine. I like it. I've I started." Fruit Ninja is an actual yes. Instagram account, by the way. Yes, I started the Fruit Ninja thing, but I... you see that it actually hurt him. Yeah, and he actually felt some type of way. So when he started talking to the girl, yeah, he could he found somebody to talk to and he could relate with the girl, yeah. and that's how she dominated him. She, he yeah, yeah, dominated him. Into doing oh, that. Oh man! So I think good. I think the other the other funny thing like the uh, have you guys seen Making a Murderer? On uh, no, but okay. I've heard of the heard okay. Of it. So yeah. so just seeing like some of the ways that like they like I highly recommend it. Having seen American Vandal first, especially now, <laughs> um, because <laughs> there's one part of it where like it's an exact, pretty much exact mirror image 
of that guy's like uh, quasi like confession tape mm-hmm. before like when he's talking to those people like look we know you did it we just need like how you did it and stuff like that um, there's there's a very specific part of the first season of Making a Murderer and I just started the second season so I'll mm-hmm. like be back to talk about that too um, but there's like a whole like thing where this guy uh, Brendan Dassey the main character is um, the main guy Stephen Avery's nephew mm-hmm. who like was supposedly like an accessory to the crime or whatever and but like the guy didn't make it past the sixth grade and like he doesn't know social cues he doesn't know like basically they got a murder like uh confession out of him yeah by yes. giving him all the details yes and so like <laughs> he was like and just the way <laughs> when you watch that they're very heavy uh wisconsin accent yeah so you'll uh yeah yeah <laughs> You'll get you'll get a uh, you'll get tone deaf to that yeah. by like episode four, <laughs> but like and it's 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 quality, but it's it's super one sided, yeah. especially the first the first part of uh-huh. it. Um, yeah, like I don't yeah. know, I don't know anyone that's seen it that's like comes out and they're like, ah, he's he's guilty. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like that. It's like that yeah, pointed, enough. but like and not to like elaborate, but the the scene the scenes and like those episodes with. The guy's confession in American Vandal completely parallels uh, mm-hmm. Brendan Dassey's confession tape, yeah. and it's it's hilarious yeah. to me that they picked up on that and uh. specifically chose that. Yeah, and it also reminds me of, and it basically will remind you of a lot of true crime type things like that. But Serial, the podcast, um, which I highly recommend by the way, they're on season three and it's great. Um, it's it's very much reminds me of that as well it, in a very comedic way. Um, all right, last thing I want to say before we can uh, move on is the the moment when I was like, all right, they're back right in the flow of the comedy of this is when they're taking it so seriously, dissecting his face because he, like, they were trying to figure out if he did it, like, yeah. if the, or the original guy did the first uh, turd crime <laughs> because, <laughs> because they were like, but he, he crapped his own pants. Like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. And when they're dissecting his face, like, does that look like a <laughs> yes. pushing it out face yes. Yes. or a I'm in pain face? And they're, and they're so seriously trying to figure out what kind of poop face that was. And you're just like... This is so <laughs> this hilarious. Is so dumb. And at the end, and at the end, they ask him. They're like, "Were you pushing?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you win. You win. The show. Yeah, that, that's like, that's when you, I was like, "Were you right, clenching they, or yeah. were you?" <laughs> to me, that that was the equivalent of um, the. <laughs> The jerking off uh, sequence when they're they're like diagramming like there's a CG or a three D model yes, yes. of like what it looked like when, how they how people could have actually seen it or they couldn't have seen it based on the angles of where people were standing and did it actually happen did yes. he actually get it's, bro it's a great show man it's, it's so great. stupid but yeah. it's amazing so yeah that's the last thing I got any final thoughts on this before we move on. Watch uh, it. Uh, watch it and... Please watch it. Uh, tweet at Netflix and tell them they're idiots for canceling yes. it, by the way. Yeah, like literal worst, worst news that than one. when, then like the two-month panic yeah. of when Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled. Yes. It's when, worse than that. Yeah. When they told me this happened, I thought they were joking. Like, <laughs> my friend came up to me, he's like, oh yeah, it's been canceled. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and then I actually looked at it and I'm like, is, is Netflix high or something? Yeah. I was, I was so right. confused. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Honestly, 
because the rumors are that CBS is considering picking it up. Would you rather the show just ended and stopped, or would you rather them give it a, another season on CBS? Do not put it on network television. Yeah. Amen. You'll, you'll lose I'd me. I'd rather it die. And me and Carlos <laughs> will start a online petition to get it off of TV <laughs> because it's not going to last on TV. They can't, can't do the stuff that they've done. You can't do it on network television. You're 100% right. The The funniest thing they can do on network television is one of the, I forgot the main character, like, uh, guy's name that is, like, doing it with the glasses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, the funniest thing they could do is make it his signature of, like, when he folds his arms mm -hmm. and sticks his neck out like when he's like listening to somebody yeah like that's gonna be like that's what the show is gonna yeah. relegate to yeah. like like high like high-end pg humor yeah. <laughs> do not and do it don't yeah. just, just do i'd it. rather it, i'd rather it be a brilliant yeah. two seasons yes. than have a crappy third season so i have so many drops i can play right now but the ipad died so oh, I, I apologize <laughs> i'm <for> sorry <laughs> it's okay all right blame apple <laughs> all right well kendrick thank you for joining us for this american vandal uh, review. Thank you for having me. It's always <laughs> fun to be a friend of the show. Friend of the show, Kendrick. Friend of the show, baby. <laughs> All right, so now we are going to reactivate Noah, and we're going <laughs> to jump into the hate you give. Um, this is a movie that I saw, ooh, when did I see this movie? Like a week or two ago? I don't know. It's It's been a while for me, so you're going to be a little bit more fresh than I am, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I saw it last night. Oh, yeah, you're going to be way fresher than I yeah. am. Um, but I really like this movie. I think yeah. it has some flaws, certainly. Good, but yeah. overall, I really enjoyed this movie. And I think the best part about it is that it gives... It doesn't feel very preachy. Yes. That, that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Yeah. 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 So uh, now this movie... for All right. Well, let's talk about what this movie is about real mm -hmm. quick. Yeah. All right. This movie is about uh, this girl. She lives in not necessarily the best part of town. Where, what city is it? Do you remember? Uh, I think she remember. she lives in California. I think I can't. Yeah, Somewhere I can't remember. But it's, she doesn't live in the best area. But she goes to school in a, basically a private school. A prep yeah, school, she lives a two white lives. school. If we're being honest, yes, essentially. Yeah. And she basically is at a party one night, not with her prep school friends. She's with uh, her neighborhood friends. Essentially, yeah. it's just I mean, a regular she, party. Yeah. And she gets a ride home from this ki this guy, and then the guy ends up getting pulled over, and he gets shot and killed. And mm -hmm. the show is about her coming, or the movie show. We've been talking a lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot of TV. Uh, the movie is about her basically coming to grips with how she, as a person, is going to deal with this, and where she fits in, essentially, in all of this, in this movement. Um, and what happened to her friend that she grew up with that she literally saw die in front of her. So it's a very serious movie, and it also is a very um, politically driven movie, but like mm -hmm. we just said, yes. it is not preachy. It does no. not feel preachy at all. No. So just be aware of what kind of movie you're getting into if you do decide to go see this movie. Yeah, I would say if you... It depends on, <laughs> I, I thought of the term socially conscious a yeah, lot when yeah. I was trying to think of a best way. Uh, the, the people who would, you know, respond to this movie best are those who are socially conscious. Um, and I think if you go into this movie with, hey, let's, let's hear a different perspective. If, if that's where you are, um, uh, then that's, that's the way I would recommend seeing this movie. Um, just yeah. go in thinking that, that, you know, it makes some good points. If you're mm -hmm. white, 
you can't really, you know, empathize with people mm-hmm. uh, in in a way that, like, I think th- I just think this movie does a good job of communicating perspective. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um. So l- we'll jump fully into positives because I think that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Like, like we said, it's. I, I keep going back to a movie like this could easily feel like it's just hitting you over the head with yeah. its message, yeah. hitting you over the head with this message. And it has its moments where maybe you could say that, but mm-hmm. for again, on balance, it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It very much, you relate to the characters, you feel like, I, I think the lead actress does a great job, yeah, and that's no. certainly a positive for me, is yeah. um, uh, I'm going to screw up her name so bad, and Ozzy's normally the one who does Amandala? Amandala. <laughs> uh, Kendrick is coaching me over there. Danny Amidala. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she is really good. She is very good. Yes. And I I loved her performance. There's one thing in particular that will be in my negatives, but we'll get oh, okay. there. Yeah. Um, but Regina Hall is in this, and she is great as the mom. She is mm-hmm. kind of the rock of the family essentially. Yes. yes. Um, she's constantly trying to lay down the law and say, no, 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 no. They're, chi- they're kids. We need to mm-hmm. yeah. create some sort of structure here and have some boundaries. Yeah. And then the guy who plays the dad is uh, Russ- Russell Hornsby. Um, Russell Hornsby. Is that the last one? Are you going to keep trying? Yeah, I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> Ozzy's normally in this role. Ozzy's the one with the IMDb, and he's always like trying to pronounce the names and screws them up. So All now right. I feel Ozzy's pain. Right. Uh, empathy. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um he again, I think he does a really good job as well of being kind of the emotional core of this mm-hmm. family. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, again, I think all these characters are written really well and they mm-hmm. feel like an actual family structure that you completely buy into. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a very strange family dynamic as well, because yeah. The the brother is her half brother, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. But he lives with them, and he basically refers to Regina Hall as his mom, even though she's not. Yeah. And that we know we see the mom in the movie. It's just it's a strange dynamic, but it also mm-hmm. is it makes sense in a weird way. Yeah. So yeah. I I really like the family dynamic and the way these characters are written. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other positives that you want to get to? Because um, there's a lot. Yeah. Well, you were saying. Uh, I think the best thing this movie does in conveying its message is having it be so much in Star's perspective. That's the main character's mm-hmm. name. Her name is Star. Yes. Um, it is all about her experience in having these things happen to her and how mm-hmm. she wants. Like she's very reluctant to react to them. She kind of, um, I think she sort of like has this inner uh, uh, conflict of mm-hmm. what she, how she should respond to this happening to mm-hmm. her, and um, I think that's definitely, you know, to generate as much, um, like we we're talking about empathy, mm-hmm. uh, having her be the focus of, um, like her in emotional, you know, struggle being mm-hmm. the, the focus of the movie is probably one of the best things. Yeah, um, I will. I do want to talk about Common a little bit because he's in this movie. He plays um, Uncle Carlos. And he, of course, you want to talk about him then. Hey, shut up. Um, I, I think his character has one of the best scenes in terms of being balanced. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They have a scene where there's actually legitimate dialogue, and it feels like we're actually getting a little bit of both sides of this mm-hmm. conversation yeah. here. And that's impressive for a movie like this because this movie clearly has a message that it wants to portray. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't feel like it's being over the head, but it clearly has a direction that it leans. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it gives you the other side of it in um, this in Common's character who plays a cop, yeah. that's that's 
it was really good and I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Yeah. That it was at a perfect point in the movie too where you're just like where everything seems to be going the certain direction but then we have this scene that there's actually legitimate dialogue going back the other direction mm-hmm. and it, it just felt natural and it felt like the perfect place to put that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated that. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, I mean, in terms of filmmaking, like technical aspects, not really that flashy. Yeah. Um, one thing, like the only thing I could think of is um, when she's at her, her prep school, the, mm-hmm. uh, the color palette's very, oh, yeah, very that's cool. uh, desaturated, very blue. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's home, it's very warm. Yes. So there's there's a it's a very stark contrast Good when point. she goes to school. Good point. So I I really appreciate that as well. It, yeah. I think that was yeah. that was an interesting interesting choice. Yeah. One of the few I think artistic decisions yes. in the uh, in that aspect of filmmaking. Yes. Like obviously, the script's really good. Um, acting acting yeah. is very good. Mm-hmm. But you know on that. On yeah. that side, yeah, definitely. one of the few things that stands out. All right, uh, now let's move on to negatives. And where I want to start is with the voiceover. I'm not a wholehearted yeah. voice, anti-voiceover person. Mm-hmm. It, some of my favorite movies are voiceover movies. Yeah. Goodfellas is being the main one of them, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I love voiceover movies when they work. This one does not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Her voiceover, as good as her performance is, mm-hmm. she does not give a compelling voiceover. It is yeah. really flat a lot. And... Um, it just doesn't seem to. It felt like what people complain about with voiceover is that pe- that screenwriters use it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. And that's not always true, but mm-hmm. it can be true. And I felt like with this movie, it's true. Yeah. Because they didn't rely on. They didn't want to rely on her performance to mm-hmm. portray what's going on in her head. So they just said, "All right, we'll have you tell everyone what's going on in your head." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it did not. It, like it did not add what was what. It didn't add anything, and it just felt so tacked on and yeah. unnecessary. It's based off a book, right? I Probably. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that was my first impression. I mean, the Yes, it's based on a novel of the same name. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, beginning, she started talking over, doing the voiceover. I was like, I don't, like, this is, this is information that I guess is important, but I don't think any of this information is stuff that I could do with, or I, yeah. I needed. Yeah. So... Uh, it's just it's certainly not the strongest point of the movie and that's yeah. why the f- it's it's a flawed movie again mm-hmm. um do you have any negatives that you want to get to necessarily um, it's not really a negative but i thought it was interesting how this is a it's it's a depiction of something that happens mm-hmm. um you know police shooting unarmed uh, black teenagers has happened mm-hmm. so it was interesting to see it in I don't want to say a dramatized form, but in a cinematic form. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that happened, I wasn't prepared to because I'm looking at it as a le- through a lens of reality. And so mm-hmm. when, and th- again, this is not a negative because this is a movie. Um, when a character has the perfect thing to say to someone um, <laughs> in a response, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It kind of it kind of brought me out of it. But that again, mm-hmm. not a negative. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I do want to bring up is um, another person in this movie is Anthony Mackie. He doesn't yes. give a bad performance no. at all. I just think his storyline is very, again, tacked on. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. it, 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 When I'm talking about the story and what this movie is about, one thing I didn't mention is that there's a gang in, there's a gang in their neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah. who the kid 
sold drugs for. Yeah. So the gang doesn't want her to be a witness against the cop because that w- because that means that she might say something about him working for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's just it felt like such an unnecessary storyline that I could have done without and literally you could tell the exact same story without it and I did yeah. when I told you what this movie is about yeah. it's like it's so <laughs> pointless and I, I don't know again Anthony Mackie's yeah. fine and the, it it does technically lead into the climax of the movie uh, the big dramatic sequence um, in the movie involving, involving a fire but it's just I we could have found another way to get to that point without mm-hmm. wasting so much time on yeah. the storyline that had nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, I felt very um, uh, unnecessary. Um, but, yeah, and I also completely agree with you that this doesn't, this very much feels like um, a movie, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, yeah. it's not, not the grittiest thing in the world. It's not lighthearted by any means. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> there are some definitely, like, it came off kind of, a little bit sappy in the beginning. Yes. In okay. The beginning. Fair enough. And I mean, again, you know, that's fine. A very a movie with very similar subject matter mm-hmm. is uh, Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That that's, movie. That's my favorite Michael B. Jordan movie. It's oh, okay. one of his best performances. <laughs> yeah. He is so good in that movie, and Michael B. Jordan is amazing in everything. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't seen Fruitvale Station, highly recommend it. Um, you need to check it out immediately. But. With Fruitvale Station, it's was based on a true story, mm-hmm. and that I think added to the drama, or not. Yeah, it added to the grittiness of it. Yeah, it's 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 a true story that like one of the only ones like of that that we had video of mm-hmm. very clearly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it's just that made that that brought that movie to a whole new level. Whereas I don't get me wrong, I really like the hate you give. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the fact that it was a fictionalized event didn't yes. help the situation. Although yes. it's it's fine. I, again, it's not like that's not the movie's fault either. So it's just something to note. I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, I don't know. Let me look at my notes. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think we covered everything. Yeah. Uh, you you want to rate this movie then? Oh man. Um, hmm. You go first. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give this movie a uh, 7.4 out of 10. I think this is a really good movie that I would recommend people see. Um, it's not great. I think the voiceover holds it back and just the unnecessary side storyline holds it back. But overall, I did really enjoy my time watching this movie um, because I do think it gives a compelling and necessary conversation. Yes. And in a very solid manner. So yes. I, I enjoyed it. That's a good way of summarizing it. I would give it a a similar score. Uh, its impact on me, I uh, rated about a, a 7.2, I think. All right. But yes, definitely very good movie. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Check it out. All right. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is just me because I was the only one who saw it. It's not even in theaters anymore um, because uh, I was hoping that Ozzy would get to see it. But uh, obviously, based on what Ozzy said at the beginning of the episode, uh, that's been a sh- bigger, bit of a struggle recently. So I'm going to be talking about Colette. And did no. you enjoy it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I'm I, trying to think of. So you're not just modeling. Why don't you like pitch it, <laughs> pitch it to okay. us? Okay. Like, All right. Like. So Colette is a biographical movie it's a biopic and it is starring Kira Knightley 
So we're on a solid start right there. Kira Knightley. And if you don't know uh, who Colette is, she is a French author, I believe. Colette they, sounds like French. Name. Yeah, they they all speak British British English in this movie. They have British <laughs> accents, so it's just very much like they were just like whatever with the accents, and that's fine. Again, I don't I don't mind it. I don't if if I have to read less subtitles, that's fine with me. Um, so. She's a French author, and she basically, what the movie is about is her husband is the quote-unquote author, right? And he runs this sort of company where he has other people write stuff for him, and then he puts his name on it. So he, quote-unquote, takes the risk for putting the book out. Now, if that sounds yeah, very... Yeah, he relies on ghostwriters, so he doesn't get... <laughs> yeah. never, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so if that sounds a little fishy to you, then um, uh, you're right. <laughs> so essentially, he gets into a place where he's in such a bad place with his finances that he asks his, right to, his wife to write something. She does. He says he hates it, but he ends up putting it out anyway, and it becomes the biggest hit he's ever had. And then he basically is emotionally... In, probably physically abusive, abusive to her and forces her to write multiple more uh, sequels to this book. And eventually she starts to kind of realize, I don't really like you anymore. And she leaves him. Again, biopic. Uh, this is history. You can look this up. So I'm, I don't care about spoilers on biopics. I'm sorry. <laughs> it actually happens. I'm of the same opinion. I never... It I'm, doesn't matter. I'm like, you can literally look this up. Like I don't spoilers care if for like Titanic. I don't care if people say that you can I change it on Wikipedia. Nobody really does that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what this movie is about. That's the story of this movie. And it's good. The best part about this movie okay. is the performances. All right. Um, Kira Knightley is amazing and Dominic West plays her husband and their dynamic is very visceral. You buy this relationship between them. You buy the, at first, love, quote unquote, between them and then you see it deteriorating slowly. You see her realizing what kind of person he is and uh, she makes choices to kind of stay and deal with it. And it just, you see it slowly and chip away at her and chip away at her until ultimately she kind of discovers a new side of herself that she wasn't uh, necessarily expecting. And that uh, is? Um, she's, a, she's a lesbian. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. And I like how that, how her character progresses in that direction. I really, it, I, again, I bought it. Um, and that a lot has to do with Keira Knightley. And she gives a monologue when she's just go she is going at Dominic West and it is so good and Kira Knightley has never been better than in that scene when she is just laying it on him she's telling him how terrible he he is as a human being how much she doesn't love him and how they never really had uh, like a real relationship and how he's so horrible and it's just so good and ah man I was like sitting there like this is a very very kind of I, I don't want to say slow but it's a very uh, artsy biopic mm -hmm. that I'm just sitting there like fist pumping <laughs> like yes <laughs> you tell him he's an idiot yeah. um, so I, I really loved that aspect of it <laughs> this was girls night out for Carlos <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it, it was it was great. Um, in terms of the performances, that's by far the strongest aspect of this movie. Um, 
I, kn- I know just a second ago I said I didn't want to say it's slow, but in terms of negatives, it's definitely deliberately paced. I'll say that uh, <laughs> as nicely as I can. Um, it's not uh, the most like you're not. It's not a thrill ride from start to finish. I'll say that. Um, and it's just it's a. I, I think it's a good biopic with great performances that kind of keep it at uh, that next level. So that's where I'm at. Um, nothing else is spectacular about it other than those two solid performances and then Keira Knightley just taking it to the next level again. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Again, good movie. Not great, but Kira Knightley, if I had my way, she would be in that discussion, I think because of, in the discussion of Best Actress. But again, we have a lot of movies to go. We have a lot mm-hmm. of year left to go, number one. Yeah. And number two, uh, this movie made like no money and it just kind of like existed in the world. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> it's not going to, she's not going to be considered and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the times we have to consider the how well the movie did and really how good the overall movie is when we talk about performances even though that shouldn't matter we should just be talking about performances um but whatever that's a rant for another day the mvp isn't ever really given to the most valuable player that's also true so you know fair enough all right i think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode um Ozzy normally uh, signs us out, so this is going to be awkward and uh, stumbling, and that's fine. There's a reason Ozzy signs us out. I'm not very good at it, so bear with me. Uh, Noah, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at at Noah underscore Rask, that's R-A-S-K, and brief underscore intermission on Twitter. That's where I do my reviews. All right, Matt, what about you? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter, at Total Surgeon, um, but the uh, E is a three. <laughs> In surgeon, mm-hmm. so uh, just to clarify, um, Kendrick, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, friend of the show. I just Where can we find you, bro? Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> no, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is the wave. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at fgkennyxz, <laughs> and you can't find me on Twitter because I am not on there. Lame. You should be. <laughs> I mean. I, I'll make an account and call it <laughs> friend of the, the show. show. <laughs> no, personal, personal thanks oh, to Carlos for revamping <laughs> my uh, interest in Twitter a couple years ago. There we go. It's I've never looked back. Oh, and Twitter is a glorious never place. Never regretted it, it. It's also a terrible place. But yes. <laughs> are we doing uh, suggestions or not? Uh, and we can do recommendations if you want. Um, you well, got something. I know. Last time I said something about uh, the staircase. I believe I just wanted to reiterate that uh, because I did mention uh, making a murderer. Um, if you want a couple making a murderer season one with something that, uh, like I said before, like it's very, uh, it's very easy to say he's innocent mm-hmm. at the end of season one. If you want something where there's almost no doubt in your mind that someone did murder his wife, uh, watch the staircase. All right. Um, <laughs> it's very quite the opposite. Yes, it's it's still like from the defense's perspective, but like the way that like. Mm-hmm it's done and like this guy's attitude towards everything um he's guilty <laughs> um uh, sorry for the spoilers but also it's uh crime and public knowledge freedom of information act <laughs> you can find this anywhere in the criminal files in the fbi that you want um another recommendation i don't think i've uh mentioned um but the uh, season three keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. Um, 
MTV's Scream that came out a couple years ago. Um, the first two seasons are still on Netflix. I think it's a good... Um, I think it's one of those things where I think Stranger Things season three is coming out soon and it's going to be like their last season, I believe they said. Um, I think this is uh, a good two seasons. It doesn't really. And then there's a special after the second season that they aired on Halloween two years ago. Mm. Um, that, But that's also on Netflix. And before they take it off, I would highly recommend watching it because it's another thing kind of like the idea in that we were talking about in American Vandal. Everyone has a reason of why they did it. Awesome. And it's very it's it's very compelling that way, and I I uh, I definitely recommend it uh, before they because they've said when season three comes out they're completely scrapping the storyline and doing something completely different. So watch season one and two while it's still available. Awesome, awesome. Uh, my recommendation is going to be something I mentioned earlier um, because it doesn't get the attention it deserved, and I feel it deserves, and I well it does get the attention it deserves, but it needs even. It gets great attention, but it needs more attention is what I'm trying to say. And that is Serial, uh, the podcast. Yeah. I mean, yes, I recommend other podcasts on this very podcast. Oh, shocker. Um, <laughs> there, there's a podcast in MTV Scream. Yeah, there we go. It's a podcastception. Podcastception. <laughs> um, so Serial. They're on season three right now. If you don't know what Serial is, it is a true crime type podcast and it is basically the reason that podcasts or one of the major reasons that podcasts are as big as they are now is because of serial it's one of the most popular and well-known podcasts ever and season one is mind-blowingly incredible um and season two eh, not so much but season three is killing it right now and they're basically what season three is is they are going through and she because she's a journalist and she spent an entire year in the cleveland courthouse and just following different cases and basically every episode she just talks about a different case that she sat in on or she took looked at it from the lawyer's perspective or she'll talk about a different courtroom and a judge that she sat in on for a couple weeks and stuff like that and it's it's so compelling and it's so informative and it's incredible and highly recommend it uh sarah koenig does a great job with that and it's so good so that's my recommendation. Noah, do you have one? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've just been recommending uh, my Criterion collection, like the movies I have my Criterion. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go super old school, super stuffy. Hey, do it. Uh, the Seventh Seal. All right. Uh, Ingmar Bergman. It's like a it's a Swedish film. Uh, it's about a, a knight returning from the crusade. He meets death and they play a game of chess. So I don't know. What, else, what more do you I need? I am in on that. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great, super influential. Really great. I'm in. All yeah. right. Um, no, or Kendrick, do you have one? Uh, yes. Uh, I recommend American Vandal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they have to. There we they go. Have to. And I also recommend 21 Jump Street because I just watched yeah. that. Oh, nice. Really? So and it's always it's great. It's <laughs> great. It's always been great. Money machine. <laughs> Ooh, actually, I want to change my recommendation. Oh, go for it. Uh, the original Suspiria. Oh, there we go because there that is go. coming out soon. Seventy-seven. I love that movie. I need to um, watch it still. Yeah, it's I, on my list. I just recently mm. watched it. Um, super awesome. Like. <laughs> Like you, would, I, I talked about it a little bit on my Instagram, but you could not, you would not think that a horror movie could be colorful, but Suspiria is just beautiful. Like, just, I, I don't know, I, I can't describe it. Just go watch it. Yeah. And uh, there's a remake coming out. It's got mixed reviews, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check that out definitely. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps this up, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you can find me on social media at Cherry456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel where Enrique is going to have something coming out soon. <laughs> We got a thumbs up. All right. We got something coming out soon with the Insta- or with Instagram, with the YouTube channel, and, of course, the website. Chucky is killing it over there. Oh, quick shout-out to Chuck for getting his uh, chant on Monday Night Raw last night. Hey, nice. All right. So Chuck is killing it in multiple facets of life. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so definitely check all of that out. And He's uh, on steroids for sup- those listening. <laughs> I suppose you can... Um, Follow Ozzy on social media, but he doesn't really do anything except for Snapchat, and I don't think he wants you all up in the Snapchat, so good luck. Um, and that's basically all we got. Make sure you like, subscribe, all of that, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts because we don't have enough of those, and that will help us out a lot. So rate and review um, everyone, please. And that's all we got. Share the podcast. Peace. Peace.